This is Anton from Symphony, and you're listening to Pixelated Audio episode 132, Airport CEO.
Welcome to Pixelated Audio, a podcast focusing on game audio, its history, and the people behind it. We're your hosts. I'm Brian Zajin. Hello. And today, <laughs> and today we're back with Daniel Rosenquist and Anton Dromberg of Symphony. In the last episode, we were talking about their music on 198X, and today we're going to be talking about an earlier soundtrack from 2017 called Airport CEO. First of all, very glad to have you guys back uh, for a second time. We're going to have a, it's going to be a shorter episode because there's less tracks and uh, the tracks are long. So we kind of want everybody to, to sync everything in, but what a smooth uh, soundtrack. Thank you guys for coming back. Thank you so much, Brian and Gene for having us. <laughs> awesome. Well, could you give us kind of a recap about yourselves? Uh, how did you get started in music and what kind of led you into creating Symphony? Basically, we met uh, during high, our high school high school years. Uh, it was a music program, so uh, um, I played the piano and then I played the bass. Yes. And together with a drummer and another keyboardist and a guitarist, we formed a, a game, game music cover band called Monkey Kong. And that's basically how we started to know each other. And uh, so you actually can look it up on YouTube if you guys want to do yeah, that. Please Monkey don't. Kong. Oh, oh, we will absolutely do Monkey that. Monkey Kong, and maybe. We'll... What's the best gig? Dreamhack 2008. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's not tight, <laughs> but the passion is there for sure. I mean, we weren't good musicians back then, but it, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome, kind of like our podcast. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that tight, but our, our passion's there. I mean, <laughs> the passion is all about passion, man. So. Yeah, so tell us about the name of Symphony. That's a really hard one to read. I mean, we all know Symphony, we all know Sine Wave, but yes. how'd that name start? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. It's a mixture of Sine uh, from Synth and, and Symphony. So I think it's the mixture of, you know, the hybrid world of mixing acoustic instruments with, with synths. Um, half the people don't know how to pronounce it, so I don't know if it's a good name, though, but, you know. Uh, it's yeah. a name. It, it is we had to it. look on the we had to look on your website to see the IPA written out, so we knew. <laughs> yeah, yes, oh, nice. yes. Well, it, it's uh, funny. Like we were at the game conference last year, and for some reason, we met the Swiss ambassador to Sweden. He, like he was there promoting Swiss game culture, and he said, uh, "I can't do the French accent, but like Cinefony." Mm. It was so funny. Like, oh, you guys are Cinefony. Mm. So it's like, yeah, that's that's okay. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> And you guys are based in Stockholm, Sweden. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So why did you guys pick the name Symphony? Yeah, I think it's because, you know, the mixture of the acoustic and the digital, because we, we always wanted to, we don't, we never want to limit ourselves. We want to be open to do different kinds of stuff and not fit into a certain box necessarily, hmm. I would say, maybe. Yeah, right. I think that's, so that's actually a very good point because the last soundtrack we covered was very electronic and digital, and this one is very acoustic on the other end of the spectrum. Gene, I, beat, you beat me to it. I was going to say the yeah. exact same thing. You know, we initially planned this as one long episode, but we realized they were so different from each other that it would yeah. have been almost too jarring for listeners yeah. <laughs> to go from this very 80s inspired to like, <laughs> I don't know, like live instrumentation jazz album. Like smooth jams, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So that track that brought us in was called "Like a CEO," um, like because it, you know, you got to be a CEO, you got to be a boss in this game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And both Anton and Daniel uh, were featured on that recording, correct? Yes, I played the bass mm-hmm. and uh, some uh, sim stuff, maybe some yeah. small sim stuff, probably. And uh, yeah, I played a lot of different synthesizers, I believe. And most the, the Rhodes keyboard you hear—that's very 
featured heaven, heavenly, 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 Hev- heavenly, and heavenly. Heavenly, <laughs> <laughs> heavenly, heavenly. Yeah, heavenly. Hev- oh yeah. I okay. So. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Airport CEO is uh, like a tycoon in management game where you take control uh, as CEO of your own airport, similar to games like Sim Coaster, Transport Tycoon. And it was developed and published by a Swedish game company, Apoapsis? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Studios in 2017 for Windows and Mac. The game is, so yeah, it is kind of like a, like a sim. I mean, it is a sim, a little more basic. I, I was expecting more like you build like inside of the airport when I first heard about it, but it is very much like, you know, moving your, uh, your airplane, like creating the, the, the parking structure for your airplanes and like how they, how your people are going to get around in the airport and stuff like that. So uh, very interesting uh, take on the tycoon series or sim series, but uh Altogether, seems seems pretty cool. So I, I want to tell a little anecdote here. So the reason why we reached out initially to Symphony was uh, I was browsing on YouTube. There's this YouTube channel that unfortunately seems to be mostly taken down called The Archaeologist of Lost Music. And true to their name, they were digging through soundtracks of all of the most random stuff, uh, most of which I'd never heard of. And this was one of the, back in late May, this was one of the most recent uploads. Oh, cool. And we have this sort of in-joke kind of where the weirdest genres tend to have the best soundtracks golf games sim games because it's <laughs> oh, yeah. like you know the gameplay isn't usually all that so the music kind of does a lot of heavy lifting so yes. i was kind of expecting it to be like you know transport tycoon or some of these other games and i was i was blown away i think within a day or two i said brian we need to email these guys actually i already did forget about it <laughs> so, <laughs> and i was like fine yeah sounds good and then it kind of um, evolved where we said well why don't we also talk about their more recent game 198x so we ended up doing this two-part episode and, but this is the thing that kind of started this whole conversation and i fell in love with the soundtrack almost immediately and brian it's very after, good yeah oh. in fact it was on sale on Bandcamp. Uh, yeah. well, i want to say like what three four maybe four weeks ago or something like that. And we both snatched it up right away. Cause I, I mean, I've been listening to this while at work. It's just, it's, it's super, it's super chill, super jam. I awesome. love it. Awesome. Well, thank you for your kind words. It means a lot. I mean, right you know, we're, we're mostly sitting in our studio all day. So getting that kind of feedback from someone and that actually listened to it, it means a lot for sure. You know, it's really hard to, um, I think, know what like the fans are, are thinking about your music. And I know a lot of, people that we've talked to um you know japanese composers that had you know we were talking about a game that's you know 30 years old or even recent stuff you know they don't get a lot of immediate feedback on something until somebody brings it up and says like hey like i'm in this circle a, a lot of you know video game music people uh, I, I i chat with on a regular basis we're in love with the soundtrack so it must be good to know that you put your you know blood sweat and tears into a a, a soundtrack and it didn't go unheard yeah <laughs> you know no, what I mean? that's great i mean you guys are uh, on the other side of the world and you know that's you know just getting your mail that wanted to be in your podcast that's that's also amazing and very very rewarding for <laughs> sure yeah awesome so how did you guys get involved in airport ceo yeah uh, i think we found the game uh, we found it found it on steam right i, th- I believe so. yeah i think so and we uh, thought it looked really cool and uh, we were swedish developers and we you know we thought to ourselves, yeah, well, let's just try to, to to contact these guys and see if we can make a pitch for them. And, and so we did. And uh, they seemed to like it. And uh, that's basically it. They came down. They are actually in another town. It's called Malmö in Sweden. And we are in Stockholm. So mm-hmm. they come came up to us and, you know, we talked through what they they wanted with the 
with a game and what kind of sound they wanted and listed some kind of you know soundtracks to be inspired by and, and all that kind of thing and turns out the one of the developers Olaf is actually a trombone player himself and is a, has been playing some jazz through his life so that's why the, there are quite a lot of jazzy stuff because he especially specifically wished for it I guess so uh, yeah we, we, made, we made a pitch and they and they liked it and on that way it went awesome awesome so uh, this game is a few years behind 198x but you've been working on games for a while what was your first game project and how did you guys get started with that uh, I think actually Appreciate was like the f- first full soundtrack that we did uh, before that we worked a bit with um, different developers like for example um, Frontier developers. yeah Frontier the, the British developer that has made like Elite Dangerous and um, Planet nice. Coaster which is also a tycoon game obviously mm-hmm. so yeah um, we I mean, we just like did a couple of DLCs and tracks here and there yeah but like Airport Zero was actually like our first full soundtrack that we did Got it. Yeah, I you know I wasn't right. sure about the timing since that wasn't anything listed on the site about uh, when Planet Coaster came out. But uh, right. you know, I noticed that you've worked on a lot of other stuff, not just games. What are some of the other projects that you've worked on? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we we always try to do different stuff. Like I work in Sweden with different commercials and do audios and music and and stuff like that, and like um, TV and. Uh, short films and you know different stuff i think like our main thing is that we're doing we want to do music for games but we're always open to do different types of media as well i would say yeah so tv and uh, and games and uh, commercials that's basically what we've done so far yeah i did notice you worked on an, a couple of animes i'm, I'm kind of curious how that came to be <laughs> yeah so actually i was in japan from 2013 to 2016 and whilst there, I met the other Swedish composer called Rasmus Faber, who at the time had wrote some, you know, anime openings and stuff. So he's a house producer from the beginning and also a really great jazz piano player. And he has a, his own band called uh, Platina Jazz that makes like anime cover music. You should definitely check them out. Uh, they're on Spotify and, you know, YouTube and everything. Definitely, so, yeah. He, yeah, so he was, he was in Japan touring with Platina Jazz when we met... And oh rad yeah so I was at one of his show and we talked after a while and he was like well uh, like let me know when you're in back in Sweden and we could maybe collaborate on anything so when I was during the summer of, of I think it was 2015 or 2014 I was in Sweden and I met up with him and he actually worked on his first like full score of an anime called uh, the asterisk war so yeah, we, we worked for, on that for like a month, and me and Anton hadn't worked on hadn't hadn't been working um, like writing that much together then. So no, uh, it is it was before we started. Yeah, so I, I I worked I like made a couple of tracks, did some arranging, I, uh, I did some mixing for especially season two. I think I did all, all the mastering of the the soundtrack, and uh, yeah, it's on Netflix, but I can't. I shouldn't say this, but like the anime isn't that good. The music is really good, but in my <laughs> in my opinion, it's it's a very you no know, typical uh, Japanese anime in that sense that oh, it's like a boy accidentally uh, sneaked into the girl's locker or something like that. It's that kind of humor a lot. Sure, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, sure. Like, it's actually set in the future, so it's like a high school, but they're like fighting duels with laser swords and stuff. It's that that part is actually quite cool, and I like that, but. 
Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the whole series, awesome. to be honest, but yeah. So, so basically, you're saying just don't watch it. So. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. Listen, listen to the soundtrack. That's it's a good one. <laughs> awesome. Before we move on to the next track, I wanted to ask a little bit about like a CEO. Everybody I've shown this soundtrack has loved it, but this is kind of the standout, like the single, if you will, on the on the album. Yeah, cool. It's the one that kind of catches people's attention. It's the most high energy. Uh, I'm just curious if you had any thoughts on it. Yeah, no. Like I said in the previous episode when we talked about 1986, my background is like definitely from funk and soul, and so the first thing uh, that I wrote for this track was the bass line, which is the, which is the 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 verse part of the bass line, and I wanted to do something funky, and then like uh, Anton started to 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 pitch in some ideas with the keyboards and the chords and stuff, and you know all the brass thing happening in the chorus. Um, so yeah, it was definitely like from the start wanting to be a funk kind of, you know, Jamiro Kwai inspired piece. Awesome. So let's go ahead and um, move on. This is a little bit different from that kind of funkiness that you you had in the, like a CEO, but this is JFK Cadence from Airport CEO. So let's take a listen and we'll be right back.
That was JFK Cadence, composed by Daniel Rosenquist and Anton Dromberg of Symphony. And uh, this is for Airport CEO. I thought this was a very, very chill, smooth jam. What did you think, Gene? That's a beautiful track. I love the piano work in it and the the sort of... There's this trick that you guys pull throughout the soundtrack where about the uh, third or two-thirds mark, like a big break comes in. And mm. in this one, there's all the violin and everything. And it's just so powerful. I get, you know, little goosebumps every time that part comes in. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, tell us about JFK Cadence. Yeah, so this was kind of the minimalist um, piece. Uh, like, it's very Steve Reich inspired. Uh, it was initially Daniel who started up uh, making uh, this, uh, and then we worked the form together, I believe, and yeah. added some parts. And uh, you know, we we actually wanted to have it like a brass instrument that was kind of improvising, uh, and it uh, turned out to be uh, very great with uh, our friend Kalistenman on trumpet. Uh, yeah, it does some great trumpet. On yeah, this so that really made the the song live. And uh, some jazzier drums, I remember, uh, we added. Uh, Afterhand, that wasn't actually planned to be there from the beginning, and uh, yeah, it's one of these kind of slow building things, you know, to get in this kind of meditative state, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I've always been a huge fan of tycoon games such as SimCity 4, um, so I remember specifically like the track "By the Bay," which is like the second track on the SimCity 4 soundtrack, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. which starts with a marimba, and a, a, or is it the kalimba? I don't remember, but it's like one of those instruments, and like it's very you know, meditative, and which is, suits the genres very well because it's all about, you know, those long... You're, you're going to play there for a long time, so you don't want the music to, to tire you out or anything. You want it to just be in the background, still be beautiful, but, you know, don't take up too much space. So I think, you know, throughout the whole album, actually, like, a lot of the challenge was, you know, do we? how do we know that we are putting enough in there, whereas it is still being interested interest if you listen to it alone without the game or are we putting in too much stuff so you know it's always that balance between putting in stuff and taking out stuff and and finding that balance i think which is the challenge for tycoon games yeah that makes sense and you know a lot of tycoon games the, the music is is really great and i think you guys nailed it for this absolutely um what direction were you given i know you guys asked to kind of contribute to the soundtrack but like what was the, the studio asking for in kind of in return like what were you uh, pushed I guess more so to do basically there wasn't real that much direction but it was like this kind of same city soundtracks that that they they really liked that we want that uh, some way would want us to incorporate but I remember talking very early on about mixing acoustic and electronic uh, elements uh, you know and also slow building music but also that had some kind of edge in this case, kind of jazzier settings and instruments uh, they specifically asked for, I remember. So, yeah, that was it was broad, very broad things, but um, it turned uh, out to be uh, uh, really fun to work that way. So, basically, just building uh, slowly, making the player not get tiresome, and you know, trying to to work with one theme for a very long time, but still keep it interesting. So, yeah. And I also remember one thing when you when you talk now that that they wanted in the beginning was that um, if, it's, if if the player was doing good in the game they wanted it to be in a major piece, whereas if you're starting to fail or you know your business is plummeting, hmm. uh, it was supposed to be in, in in the minor key. So that was something that we tried to experiment in the beginning with. But 
finally we decided it was like too much work and it would be actually quite weird to have that sudden change from major to minor and mm-hmm. like where would that you know it wouldn't make too much sense actually when you when you start to think about it but and, and so like another idea was to have like okay maybe you can change the tune like to to start playing a minor tune when things are going a bit more bad but in the end we just we, we chose to just have uh, all the tracks like randomized right randomized yeah. uh, uh, and and I actually like that thing whereas you know it's it's not dependent on how you're doing in the game very old school makes sense and you know you mentioned earlier that uh steve reich was an influence on this track specifically were there any other influences on this album we had a few guesses from some of our listeners like brian eno's music for airports tangerine dream transport tycoon uh what sort of fed into the larger body here for the for the whole soundtrack that that's some great guesses i think i i've listened to a lot of brian eno especially the music for airports volume four i think there's a couple of tracks there that I listen to a lot. Obviously, like Philip Glass and all those great American minimalist composers has been a huge influence. And you know, another another composer for me is, of course, Yo Hisaishi, who you know. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people all know all the Studio Ghibli stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Who's like a huge influence to me. And, and actually, like when I was in Japan, I watched him live maybe like four or five times or something. But anyway, nice. I, I just watched him live a year ago and oh, it was really? a wonderful, wonderful oh, performance. Where, yeah. did you, where did you see him? Uh, he actually came was to San Jose. Uh, San Jose. Yeah. yeah, he was oh, in San really? Jose. And wow. I, and I saw him, awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, so, but what I want to circle back is that he's also very influenced by minimalistic music. So the first time I saw him live was in Japan in 2009 where he premiered uh, a concept album called Minima Rhythm that's out there on Spotify if you want to check it out which is like you know I think it's kind of his tribute to Steve Reich and you know his take on it so you know his his minimalistic works has also been uh, or at least for me has been an influence on this soundtrack mm. uh, I uh, I remember I don't know we I listened a lot to um, to the SimCity what was what SimCity game was it that we listened a lot I to I think 4 yeah the 4 one and just trying to uh, I tried to take it from there you know and uh, try to find a unique kind of known thing in in it uh, I, I as opposed to Daniel I, I'm not that familiar with minimalist music to be honest so it was kind of uh, an experience for me to try to make my way of composing work in this kind of framework which is more like slowly paced minimalistic approach uh, so so that's it, it for me try to to, to mix all those kind of things. So, yeah. I think you guys did a really good job. I mean, some of the tracks have a, um, just a very light, like hint of, um, kind of texture throughout and then they build and then they, and they, they kind of swell and then they, um, drop back down and have this, mm-hmm. um, oh man, it, it, they create this very beautiful soundscape. And I don't know if you've ever played, there was a game for the the DS, I'm forgetting what it's called. Uh, it was a long time ago. It was a like a music game where you kind of like change the uh, the pedal of the or the the notes change on based on the, like the pedal that you're on. I'm yeah, totally dropping the name Is of that it. the one? Electroplankton. Yes. That was the game I was yes. thinking of. And um, it, there was parts in this soundtrack that really kind of brought me back to that. Um, I, and, and I don't know if there was any direct kind of a correlation between that here, but um, it did kind of bring that those kind of feelings back of playing that game. 
Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Like, um, uh, I, I just googled Electroplankton to to find out the name to see why, and they also made an instrument called the Tenorion, which is like y- yes, uh, a ve- which I actually have, and it's like a very minimalistic way to write music that I, that I love. It's oh all, wow! It's all about those patterns and repeating patterns and. You know, maybe you have one pattern in four four, and then you have another pattern going in seven eight. So when you know the seven eight starts an eighth beat earlier the next time and stuff like that. So it always develops, and um, you know a lot of those ideas definitely go into minimalism, and it's it's such a cool concept I think to write music in that way. Excellent. I I had a question for you guys. So one thing that's really interesting is, you know, especially contrasted with the other album, this one is all live instrumentation. You know, and you have some amazing performances. I think it was, uh, how many performers were there? I think it was like eight or nine folks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I'm wondering, was that always the plan or were you... Were you trying experimenting with like sampled libraries initially? What? How did you decide on going with a full, fully recorded, orchestrated soundtrack? Both me and Daniel, as musicians, you know ourselves, kind of put much value into having uh, real musicians actually play their parts. So we try to avoid using sample libraries as much as we can, basically. So, uh, and uh, and we together we know a lot of uh, different musicians, and I, uh, at least a lot of jazz musicians. We used on the on the soundtrack is, is my, my one of my best friends, m- m- most of them. So, so it's like uh, we we used what we could there. But we early from the beginning we decided that we want real people to play this, and we had specific people in mind as well. Yeah, exactly. And just as Anton said, like he because he went to the Royal College of Music and has a bachelor degree in jazz piano there. Like a lot of those people that you knew from that Royal College of Music. Uh, You know, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, we're specifically like focused on them when we were writing, and we we already knew that they were going to be interested in playing. So that was a yeah. huge thing for us. A lot of specific parts written to be actually to be improvised over in already in the beginning. But of course, when we did the sketches, we used sample libraries. But uh, yeah, but in the end, we yeah, it's a kind of it's a kind of thing we always want to do when we have the opportunity to 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 use real musicians even. <laughs> Though it sometimes can be tough economically. <laughs> yeah. Before we before we move on to the next track here, I do want to say there is a wonderful uh, behind the scenes video that you guys posted on I, I think on your YouTube or it's also also yeah. on Bandcamp that shows you both and the rest of the um, the the team that you know did the live instrumentation for this together, and it looks like you guys just had so much fun writing this soundtrack yeah. and, and performing it so uh we'll have we'll to post a link to course, that for sure post yeah. a link yeah in the also, show notes but let's go ahead and move on to our next track here this is called airport elevator pitch from airport ceo
was airport elevator pitch from airport ceo composed by daniel rosenfist and anton dromberg this was a it was a surprise actually because in the beginning it's it's very chill and laid back and then you get that the kind of up-tempo very like laid-back funk and um you know the flute comes in and um you get those those very nice guitar uh guitar fingering and stuff and then um i gotta say i i really like and i can really appreciate the uh, percussion that the set there's like this slight um i want to say uh kind of echo uh to it and uh I, I just really like that sound it's really kind of um dark and and uh kind of like in the background but it has this really really nice rich sound to it yeah, and just to add to that, I also I love the melodic figure on this track. I think it takes a little bit to get started. And, you know, to your point, this is meant more in the background for people that are listening to this for maybe hours on end. But it, it it's, it's one of those, like, little melodic things that just comes into my memory at random times. You know, I'll be walking down the street, and I'll just remember, da-da-da-da-da-da, this sort of thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really beautiful. Awesome. and. I think to go back to something that you said earlier, I think you did a great job of balancing. This is a great album to listen to in the background, but also really lends itself to to active listening. I feel like there's a lot of really great elements to it that kind of keep your interest. Cool. Well, I'm so happy to hear you say that. I mean, just to hear people are listening to it again, it's, it's mind-blowing to me. Well, there's about to be a whole lot more listening to <laughs> it after oh, this episode awesome. comes out. That's <laughs> awesome, guys. I mean, it's so cool. 
But yeah, actually, to be honest with you, when when I listen to it now and when I see people play it on YouTube, I, I I'm like, oh, did we put in too much? You know, did we like, are are we trying to take up too much space? But you know, it's that balance where you know, you maybe don't always do it perfect, and this was like our first full soundtrack, so mm. I guess I'm forgiving, <laughs> right, to myself. <laughs> You know what? I wanted to ask actually in our previous episode, but maybe you can answer this kind of for both. I'm always curious what kind of hardware um, that you guys use for your recording. I know, you know, you did a lot of live instrumentation for this one, but when we look at the difference between your digital stuff and your analog stuff, um, what do you guys typically like? What does your studio look like? What is the what are the synthesizers you use? What are the you know, what's the different hardware? Yeah, for this game, it's um we, we use a lot, of, a lot of, you know, software kind of stuff, um, for sure. But uh, I remember we had a Casio, actually, a Casio synth in this uh, game. Yeah, like one of those toy pianos? Yeah, it's like a really <laughs> oh, tacky perfect. children's yeah. keyboard. Uh, uh, but it's lends itself perfectly to this sound, I, I, I think. So that's a kind of fun thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds so quirky. You can actually see it in the behind scenes video <laughs> as well. That, and, 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 you know, it's just using those quirky instruments and maybe, you know, a child glockenspiel or something like that. It's, I think it's a soundtrack that doesn't take itself too seriously in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we wanted it to be playful yeah. and feeling organic with the live instruments, but also like which kind of instruments we, we chose um, as well. The hardware. The hardware-wise, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. We both have one MacBook Pro each, and um, I don't know what, what kind of. Do you mean like instrument-wise, hardware, or like recording? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we were saying, um, even for like the last one, you know, different synths, or if you guys mostly just mm. work in it with software. I mean, I know that that a lot of things have changed since the you know early days of game audio, where yeah. everything you know you had very specific you know synthesizers you were using, but you know today. Mm-hmm that shift to software is actually um, a lot bigger thing. So if, if it's software, I mean, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm an in-the-box digital person. I, I, I love it. I think software has come so far, especially like the last 10 years. Uh, whereas like 10 years ago, maybe you needed a ADDA converter box and, you know, to, to, to put that final touch and stuff. And I don't think that's needed today. You can do so much, you know, just in logic with different plugins and, and and stuff to make it sounds awesome and we and, and, and this soundtrack we actually had help from uh, uh, a great mixing engineer in um uh, what's his name i forgot his name uh, william bleaker at uh, at um, bagpipe. bagpipe studios which is like uh, a studio here in stockholm that is modeled after abbey road and it's like one of the the big studios here and he's a great mixing engineer uh, and he obviously used a lot of analog stuff like analog compressors and a big SSL Dual Delta um, mixing board, which costs more than a house. Um, <laughs> we were actually just about like, to ask that because the production work on this is really yeah. good, and I didn't know if if you'd done that on your own because I, I I'm a dabbler, and I have to say, getting a mix to this level is actually really challenging. So props to your engineer; he sounds great. Yeah, no, he's really great. He's worked with some great, great artists. I mean, probably. All the big ones. I can't name drop any at the moment. No, it's Swedish. Swedish. Uh, yeah, I know he makes like Galantis and those like electronic stuff as well. And, <laughs> we, and he also has a background in big band. He's a big band player himself. Saxophone so, player. Yeah, saxophone player. He's a great saxophone player. So, so we knew that you know he had an ear for acoustic stuff as well, and that was what we were looking for. Awesome, awesome. So we do have a few questions actually 
we're glad to have you guys on to talk about the, the these two soundtracks. But are there any other upcoming projects you can tell us that you're working on? Mm. Uh, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Airport CEO <laughs> two or no, just... 198X2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you did say that. Or 199X. Yeah, 199X. There, there are definitely stuff that we that um, we can't talk about, uh, but that's going to be really really cool. That that's going to happen probably next year. Going to be next year. Yeah. But there's one project I think we can talk about. What do you think, Anton? Yeah, yes. it's like an indie game. Yeah. You can yeah, keep it pretty I, general. I ma- yeah, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. I, I mentioned the Swiss uh, ambassador. <laughs> briefly before but uh, we're working with a swiss company that's doing a like a space simulation game so they, they liked what we had done with airport ceo and they're like i think it's called terraforming mars hmm. uh, called terraformers Terra- terraformers yeah yeah okay oh rad rad so we you know we work with them a little bit and we're they're still in the early developing phases yeah. but you know it looks really cool and they're really cool people and they have some great ideas for music and yeah, so I don't know when that's going to be released. Probably uh, I don't know either, but that's at least a, a year from now. That's the, that, that's offic- officially out there. But uh, a couple of uh, standards had like two, three very exciting projects uh, that we can't talk about, unfortunately. But uh, no worries. Well, yeah. we're looking forward to those. Yeah, also. you know, I I, um, I don't know. You mentioned that we are one of the first people to reach out to you about this soundtrack, but I don't know if you've looked around. When I was looking, I saw a lot of people on mm-hmm. Steam asking, can I buy this soundtrack independently? I mean, have you seen the fan yeah. response? From what I've seen, it's been very positive. Yeah, no, it's been really good. And uh, it's unfortunately, like the soundtrack release was a bit delayed for the different reasons. So, I mean, it had, because like when, when the Nintendo Switch trailer was released, um, I think it got like 700,000 on the official Nintendo channel. So, I mean, and that's, in, in my opinion, it's really good for an indie game. So, and, and even there on the, like the trailer with our music, the people were saying a lot of great things about the music. So I, I wish the soundtrack had been released a little bit earlier, but like, I guess that's a lesson we learned that to be, have that finished earlier when the game is supposed to be released. Yeah. yeah. So next time, just airport CEO too. You just got to put it out the same day. <laughs> exactly. For sure. For sure. Awesome. So where can people find your music to listen to or purchase these days? Uh, we have our own website called symphony.com, which is S-I-N-E-P-H-O-N-Y.com, uh, where you can listen to our stuff and get in touch with us if you're interested in, in to do that. Um, you can buy the airport CEO soundtrack on uh, Bandcamp and the 98X soundtrack on um, Steam. And you can also find both soundtracks on, on Spotify and Apple Music and all those different digital streaming uh, services. Yeah. Awesome. And if you want to listen to a, a good uh, you know intro to Symphony and their stuff, listen to our previous episode, 198X, where we talked to um, the team about all of their contributions, very different soundtrack. And it was a lot of fun chatting with them about that yeah, I think that kind of wraps up the show. We wanted to keep it a little lighter today. Um, the soundtrack is really great. A lot of fun covering it. So today we talked about Airport CEO on PC and Mac, composed by Daniel Rosenquist and Anton Dromberg. Yeah, make sure to check out the rest of the soundtrack. We only played three tracks and we're closing with a fourth, but the, there's a lot of variety in the in the genres on display. It's it's beautiful back to front and, and definitely worth your time. So if you want more on the show, then check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for show notes and the track list. And we can also be found on Twitter at Pixelated Audio or our Discord channel where we're fairly active there in the chat and 
We have new members coming in all the time, chatting about video game music, new and old. And we're always welcoming to whoever wants to talk about game music. So come on by. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If you want to leave feedback or support us on Patreon, you can always do that. Links are on the website. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for future episodes. We've got a lot of really cool stuff planned for the next several months. A lot more um, guests to talk about work. I mean, we love to speak with composers and artists because there's just there's so much wealth that we can take into account when we play the the games and we appreciate the music and so you know daniel anton thank you so much for joining us today it was just a real pleasure thank you so much for having us i mean being a game music fan it's so cool that that there's a whole podcast for it i mean that's awesome that's like something you you only could dream of you know a couple (laughs) years ago so that's awesome are there any final thoughts before we take out the show Uh, from us Uh, no I think you covered it I mean it's been great All right. well tell us about Aerodynamics because that's what we're going to play taking out the show yeah it's a kind of thing that I uh, started out uh, writing it's uh, kind of very mellow uh, in the beginning like an ostinato kind of thing uh, you know repeating uh, figures uh, that yeah basically (laughs) like the whole soundtrack Uh, but but, uh, what's special with this is it's kind of uh, in the middle of the song is like a big guitar solo like very max drums and uh, you know it's um, evolving to to rock kind of place but it yeah it starts it starts very small and it develops to something really yeah. really big and the piano played a big role here a grand piano which we recorded on in and as I say, if, I don't know what part you're going to play, but if you listen to the guitar part when it comes in, that's like one of the parts when I'm playing the game and I feel like, oh, they would take like, they would like, you know, put in too much here because it's so like, it sounds like, you know, Prince is coming in and playing guitar. So it's like, <laughs> like can, can I actually... Well, we're going to play the whole track, so... Also, I... well, hopefully people can pay attention to the game and not like too much drift out and, you know, <laughs> what, what what's happening here? Like, yeah. No. Uh, I think you guys are all right with keeping people's attention on the music. No, no hopefully. Yeah, I think it's a great way to take out the show. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank awesome. you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you back in a few weeks for the next episode.